the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Man's heart is desperately wicked. That's it. And man simply does not want Jesus Christ ruling over him under any circumstances, no matter how good it is. Man just does not want to submit to the authority of Christ. Not all men, or all people, but for many, they just don't want Christ ruling over them. And it doesn't matter how good the world is or how good life is under Christ. They just don't want to be under his authority. Surely you've encountered the bad boys or the edgy girls. No matter how good a situation is that they're in, there's a craving for what's wrong, what's off limits. Human nature trends this direction by default because of sin that entered the world. Today, Pastor Dan expresses the hard reality that even in an ideal situation where God's reigning and Satan is bound, people have an urge inside of them to rebel against God. It's happened in the past, and it will happen again. History repeats itself. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Luke chapter 8 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. chapter 8, when Jesus encounters the demon-possessed man in Gadara. Do you guys remember that story when he goes to Gadara and the guy comes running up to him and he's demon-possessed and he has a legion of demons possessing him? And if you remember, the demons said to Jesus, do not cast us into the abyss. Do not cast us into the bottomless pit. Don't send us to demon jail is the idea where we'll be held for judgment. And so what we see here now at the beginning of the millennium, at the beginning of the thousand year reign of Christ, is that Satan will be bound and cast into the bottomless pit. And this is this is kind of the first recorded event of the millennium. This is kind of, if you will, the first act of Jesus Christ at the beginning of his reign on the earth the first thing he will have done is he will cast Satan into the bottomless pit and and bind him and seal him in the bottomless pit. And verse 2 tells us the purpose of casting Satan into the bottomless pit will be so that he cannot deceive the nations during the thousand-year reign of Christ. And so when Christ returns to establish his kingdom and again, If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, if you've put your faith in him, you're going to return with him to the earth in glory. And when he comes back, he will have Satan bound and held in the bottomless pit. So Satan at this point will be removed from the earth for the whole thousand year reign of Christ. He will have no influence on the earth at all. And you know what that means? That means there will be no spiritual warfare. 
during the reign of Christ. There will be no spiritual attacks during the reign of Christ. There will be no spiritual deception in the world like there is today during the reign of Christ. There will be no spiritual temptations or temptations from the devil during the reign of Christ. None of it will exist during the reign of Christ. Doesn't that sound good to live in a world like that where there's no spiritual warfare, there's no devil, there's no demons that are messing with your life at all? Well, that's how it'll be during the reign of Christ. The Bible calls Satan the God of this world and the prince of the power of the air. The Bible says that Satan is the one who sets the course of the world that we live in. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, it says, Satan prowls about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. But he's not going to do that during the reign of Christ. During the reign of Christ, he will be bound in the bottomless pit, and he will have no influence in this world at all when Christ is reigning. Now, there are some Christians, uh, they're called amillennialists, who believe that all of the book of Revelation was fulfilled 2,000 years ago during the first century. And they believe that Satan is already chained in the bottomless pit and Satan has been chained in the bottomless pit for the last 2,000 years. Now, someone has said, if Satan is already bound, he must have a very long chain, right? Because Satan is still very active in the world today, isn't he? Yes, he is. So verse 3 tells us Satan will be bound for the entire millennium, for the entire thousand years. There'll be no more spiritual warfare, spiritual influence in the world from Satan during the reign of Christ. And then verse 4 says, and I saw thrones... And they sat on them, and judgment was committed to them. Then I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus and for the word of God, who had not worshipped the beast or his image, and had not received his mark on their foreheads or on their heads. And they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. But the rest of the dead did not live again until the thousand years were finished. And then referring back up to verse 4, this is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection. Over such the second death has no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. There's a lot in these verses as well. The saints of God will reign with Christ on the earth during the thousand years. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, if Jesus is your personal Lord and Savior, the Bible says that we will reign with Christ with him. We see that here in verse 6. We will be priests with Christ. When he returns, we will return with him. And verse 4 tells us judgment will be committed to them. It will be committed to the saints, committed to the believers. Uh, Back in chapter 5, I'll just read it to you. There the believers sing a new song, and they say, singing to Jesus, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood and out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation and have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. 
Jesus Christ has redeemed us by his blood. He has made us kings and priests, and we shall reign with him on the earth. First uh, Corinthians six says that we will judge the world and we will judge angels. Isn't that something? The judgment of angels will be committed to believers. And so when Christ returns, we'll come with him, we'll reign on the earth with him. The question then is, who will we reign over? Well, there will be people who survive the tribulation period. And we, we've talked about the tribulation period with all the judgments and, and the sealed judgments and the bold judgments and the trumpet judgments and all of that. There, there will be people who survive the tribulation period and come through that period alive and they will enter into the kingdom age. Not with their glorified, resurrected body like we will have, but they'll enter into the kingdom age and they will live during the kingdom age. They'll they'll marry, they'll have families, they'll have children during the kingdom age, during that thousand year reign of Christ. Isaiah 65 verse 20 talks about that. Uh, And those that are born during the kingdom age, during the millennium, they will be born with the sin nature. That we're all born with. We're all born in Adam. They'll be born in Adam with the sin nature. In fact, we're going to see next week in our study that at the end of the thousand year reign of Christ, many that will be living on the earth will rebel against Jesus Christ. After living in a perfect world under Christ. After living in perfect circumstances and Eden-like conditions with, with peace and personal prosperity for everyone. And yet the Bible says many will rebel against the authority of Jesus Christ. And their rebellion won't be the result of their environment. They live in a perfect environment. Their rebellion won't be because uh, they're, they're frustrated with the uh, rule of Jesus Christ because he's a perfect rule. He's going to rule in perfect righteousness. They're not going to rebel because they're not getting their share. They're prospering. It has nothing to do with the world they're living. That's not why they're rebelling. They're living in a perfect world under Christ. The only reason they will rebel at that time is because man's heart is desperately wicked. That's it. And man simply does not want Jesus Christ ruling over him under any circumstances, no matter how good it is. Man just does not want to submit to the authority of Christ. Not all men or all people, but for many, they just don't want Christ ruling over them. And it doesn't matter how good the world is or how good life is under Christ. They just don't want to be under his authority because man's heart is wicked. And that's what that's going to show. When man rebels at that point, there's going to be no other reason other than man's natural bent towards wickedness and rebellion against God's authority. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. 
And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. Look at verse 5 again. Verse 5, John mentions the first resurrection. And then in verse 6, he says, Blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection. Over such the second death has no power. So, so he mentions here a first resurrection and he mentions a second death. And we need to try to define those terms. The first resurrection is the resurrection of believers. The first resurrection is the resurrection of believers. And so if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you've put your faith in his death on the cross for your sins and his resurrection, you will partake in what the Bible calls the first resurrection. Now, the first resurrection is not a single event. The first resurrection includes the resurrection of Jesus Christ, That's part of the first resurrection. He's called the first fruits of the resurrection. The the first resurrection also includes believers from the church age that have died. We're in the church age right now. The church age is from the time of Christ to today. Believers that have died in the church age will participate in the first resurrection. They'll be resurrected at the rapture of the church. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 tells us that. They're called the dead in Christ. The dead in Christ will be raised, it says. That's part of the first resurrection. The two witnesses that were in Revelation chapter 11 are also part of the first resurrection. And in verse 4 here in our passage, the believers who died during the tribulation are also resurrected to reign with Christ on the earth. So, So the first resurrection is the resurrection of all true believers in Jesus Christ. All true believers in Jesus Christ. And listen, Christianity promises to those who put their faith in Jesus Christ eternal life. We are promised eternal life through Jesus Christ. Listen to what Jesus said in John chapter 11. You don't have to turn there, but you can just listen. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. And then he asked the question, do you believe this? Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, yet he shall live. He promises us eternal life, life beyond the grave. Life beyond this physical world, eternal life. And the Bible tells us that when we are resurrected, we will receive a new eternal body that is just like Jesus's eternal body. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 21, it says, He will take, listen to these verses, He will take, especially if you're over 40, He will take our weak mortal bodies and change them into his glorious, into glorious bodies like his own. Amen. <laughs> None of the youth are saying amen, right? But it says he's going to take our, our weak mortal bodies and change them into glorious bodies just like his. 
If you have the old King James Bible, it says he'll take our vile bodies and change them into glorious bodies. Doesn't that sound wonderful? I mean, don't you want a glorious body, you know, to replace this weak, mortal, vile body that we're dragging around, this carcass, as the Bible calls it, right? Verse 6 tells us that those who participate in the first resurrection are blessed. And they're blessed because they will not be included in the second death. So we've got a first resurrection, which implies a second resurrection. And we've got the mention of a second death, which implies a first death. And so here it says that those who participate in the first resurrection will not be included in the second death. The first resurrection, as I said, is for believers. The second resurrection will take place at the end of the thousand-year reign of Christ, and it is for non-believers. It is for those who have resisted Jesus Christ or rejected Jesus Christ, and the second resurrection is a resurrection for judgment. So you have a, the, the first resurrection for believers, those that have put their faith in Christ, and that's a resurrection to life. And you've got a second resurrection at the end of the thousand years, and that's a resurrection for judgment. Listen to this verse in John chapter 5. This is Jesus speaking. Uh, these are the words of Jesus. And Jesus says in John chapter 5, verse 28, Do not marvel at this. For the hour is coming in which all who have who are in the grave will hear his voice and come forth. Those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. And so you have the resurrection of life and you have the resurrection of condemnation or damnation, as the old King James says. And those are the two resurrections. And every one of us sitting in this room will participate in one of those two resurrections. You will be in the first resurrection, the resurrection of life, or the second resurrection. The second resurrection is one of damnation, one of judgment. And those will experience the second death. The second death is when unbelievers from all ages are judged and then cast into the lake of fire where they suffer eternal torment. And so the second death is spiritual death. So there's, there's physical death and there's spiritual death. The first death is physical death. The second death is spiritual death. A believer may experience physical death, but they will not experience spiritual death. A non-believer will experience both physical death and spiritual death. Physical death is when your spirit, which is the real you, the Bible describes your body as just a tent, a temporary dwelling place. Your spirit is the real you. Your spirit is the part of you that's eternal. And physical death is when your spirit is separated from your physical body. Spiritual death is when your spirit, which is the real you, the eternal you, is separated from God. That's spiritual death, separated from the presence of God and cast into the lake of fire forever and ever, as we'll see in a future study. And so a believer in Jesus Christ 
will die once, but a non-believer will die twice. A believer will experience physical death, but a non-believer will experience physical death and then spiritual death. Someone has put it this way. Now listen closely. If you are born twice, you die once. But if you are born once, you die twice. Now, let me explain that. If you are born twice, you die once. But if you are born once, you die twice. If you are born twice, meaning you have a physical birth and a spiritual birth, what Jesus Christ called being born again. Jesus came up with that term, born again. So if you have a physical birth and then you have a spiritual birth. You're born again. That means you're born twice. And if you're born twice, you'll only experience physical death, not spiritual death. So if you're born twice, you die once. If you are born only once, you have your physical birth, but not a spiritual birth, you're, you're not born again well, then you'll die twice. You'll experience physical death and spiritual death, or what Revelation calls here the second death. So again, I say, if you're born twice, you die once. If you're born once, you die twice. Now, let me ask you a question. Have you been born twice? Have you been born twice? Now, I know you've been born once. (laughs) You've experienced physical birth. I know that because you're sitting here. But have you had a spiritual birth? Are you born again? Jesus said, unless you are born again, you will not even see the kingdom of heaven. Your eyes are not even going to see it unless you are born again. You must be born again, Jesus said. You've had a physical birth, but you also have to have a spiritual birth when you're born again to enter into the kingdom of heaven. That's the only way you can get in. You you have to experience this new life in Christ. How do you do that? You do that by repenting of your sins and putting your faith in Jesus Christ and his death on the cross for you and his resurrection. And when a person does that and genuinely does that in their heart, then they are born again. The Holy Spirit comes to dwell in them and they are given new spiritual life. The Bible says uh, any man that's in Christ, the old things pass away and everything is made new, born again. So let me ask you again, have you been born twice? You've experienced physical birth. Have you experienced a spiritual birth? Are you born again? You must be born again to partake in the first resurrection and to escape the second death, which is the judgment of God. And here's the thing. A non-believer is resurrected too. And a non-believer receives a resurrected body, but they are resurrected for the purpose of judgment to receive eternal judgment. So there's two resurrections. Which one are you going to partake in? The first resurrection of eternal life or the second resurrection of judgment? Which one? 
for tuning in to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Revelation, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. As you listen through this series, we encourage you to read on your own as well. There's so much to gain from spending time with God in His Word. You'd be amazed at what can be revealed to you in a personal way. Did you hear something today and wish you could hear it again for it to fully sink in? Well, we have just the thing. All of our messages you hear on Ring of Truth can be found on our website. Go to calvaryec.com and search for These Teachings under the Media tab. While you're there, you'll likely find and explore other series or teachings that you'll find interesting. Are you growing through this study in Revelation? We sure hope so. Another resource you might find useful is our podcast. You can subscribe to the Ring of Truth podcast as another way to stay connected to the teaching of Scripture. We'll notify you each time we upload a new episode. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast on our website, calvaryec.com. You can also search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. If you're interested in learning more about the church that supports this radio ministry, our website has all the information you need about Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Come join us this weekend for worship and Bible study. Once again, that's calvaryec.com. Thanks for listening to Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.